so this is a very powerful sicha. Very, very powerful sicha. The Rebbe starts off discussing the concept of Kalayim. I want to speak out a little bit in Yonim and uh, what the Rebbe brings down in the sicha. In general, we know there's three types of Kalayim. There's Kalayim and animals. A person brings two animals together. And um, that's the Isra of Kalayim. Mixing. mixing, yeah. So if we we'll take two different animals and, and uh, they should have breed them and they have children, there will be a mixture of both of them. That's one way of Kalayim. It's an Isr to breed animals. Then there's an Isr of Kalayim in, in seeds of the ground. You can't plant two different types of vegetables together. All the different halachas of Kalayim in in things that in vegetation. And then there's the Kalayim, the third Kalayim, which is the Kalayim of garments, which is actually a mixture of both. Because the Pishton, the flax, linen grows, so it's Simeach, and the Tzemer, the wool, is from a sheep, from an animal. So the three Kalayims, one is in Simeach itself, you can't put two different seeds together. One is in Chai itself, in animals. You can't put two animals together. And the last one is, Begodim, clothing, you can't put the Tzemeach and the Chai together. This is the famous thing that Kalayim of Begodim traces back to Cain and Hevel. It's brought down from the, actually Midrash and Pirkei de already, that Hevel worked with the sheep and he brought, he brought his carbon from the sheep as a carbon for Hashem. While Cain brought his carbon from linen. And we saw Cain and Hevel, each one, Cain representing the linen and Hevel representing the, the sheep. And when Cain and Hevel were together, it just brought destruction. Cain killed Hevel. They weren't able to get along. So this represents to us that Samir and Pishtim can't get along, and therefore we're not supposed to put them together. This is already brought down in Midrashim, and uh, th these are the three types of Kalayim. Besides these three types of Kalayim, we have something very similar, which also falls into the family of Kalayim, which is Basar Bacholov, Milka Meat. Because Milka Meat also, each one for itself, is Mutter. And only when you put them together, it's a certain type of Kalayim, because that's what Kalayim is all about. Each one for itself is good. For some reason, when they get together, the Torah says it's danger. So, too, milk and meat is also a type of kalim. So, in this sikha, the Rebbe starts off saying that certain kalims we find permissible in certain cases, and some kalims are never permissible. So, let's take the kalim of, of, of two seeds together, or two animals we never find it being permissible. Whatever the Torah says is usher is always usher. However, the kalayim of, of, of shatnas, of wool and linen, we find cases where it's permissible. Tzitzis, we don't do it because practically the Rabban says not to do it. But if a person had a linen garment and he wanted to put on tchelis, like they used to have, so you're allowed to put mixed wool and linen together 
because we learned it out from the Torah. The Torah puts together, don't wear shatnas, you should wear tzitzis. To tell you that for the mitzvah of tzitzis, you're allowed to wear shatnas. The Chacham came along and said that a person might continue wearing it at night when he's not obligated in tzitzis, and then he'll only be having the Aveda, not the mitzvah. So because of certain cases, we don't want you wearing the shatnas. So midrabanan people don't wear woolen linen in the tzitzis. But minatayda, you could have woolen linen in your tzitzis. So you, you would have to, so you shouldn't you shouldn't wear a four corner linen garment during that day? Yeah, so nowadays we don't, oh, oh if you have four corner linen garment, you would have tzitzis that are made out of linen. You wouldn't have tzitzis made out of wool. Minatayda, it's possible that you would be able to have tzitzis made out of wool. But midrabanan, you can't. You have to have linen. So we do find Kalayim being permissible for the mitzvah of tzitzis. Kalayim being permissible in the Beis Hamikdash by Big Day Kohuna. The Big Day Kohuna also had the Avnit of the Koyin was made out of wool and linen, Kalayim, the belt of the Koyin. So we find in two places being permissible. It's very interesting. Basar Becholov, we find uh, a Havamina of the Medrash to say that it's Mutter. Because the Torah says, very interesting. The Torah says, Reishis Bikuri Ad Moscha Tovi Beis Hashem Alikecha. You should bring the Bikurim to the Beis Hamigdosh. Leisavashel Di Bachalevimei. You can't have Bosa Bachal. So what's the connection? So the Medrash tells us that one would think that in things that belong to the Beis Hamigdosh, in Hektish, you could have Bosa Bachal. And the Torah says that even Beis Hashem Alikecha, even pertaining to things that are in the Beis Hamigdosh, you can't have Bosa Bachal. So Basar V'cholov is somewhere in the middle that we would think it's Mutter in the base of English and we let you know that it's not. Just because of the Pasuk we think it's What? Just because of the Pasuk. The, the, the Hekish in the Pasuk we would think it's Yeah. Um, no, we would... Um, well, the Pasuk has to tell you that you can't. But I guess you'd think it's Mutter otherwise. And the Pasuk has to let you know that it's not Mutter. So what's going on over here? Do you think that what's Mutter? Uh? Do you think that what's Mutter? That possible chalav is mutter in the base of Miglash, and we say it's not. So what's going on? It must be with that kalim is not such a simple thing. But in kalim itself, there's actually two types of kalim. That's what the Rebbe in the Sikha goes into. That there's actually two types of kalim. There is kalim that is discussed. <coughs> discussed. The Rebbe brings from the Ramban, Rabbi the Bechaya. But what is the reason for kalim? The Ramban Rabbein Bechayi say actually, Kilayim has, has a very simple reason. The reason is because you're destroying what Hashem made. You're saying what Hashem made is not good enough. We have to have something different. Let's say Hashem made wheat and Hashem makes barley. And a person puts the two seeds together and makes something new. So making something new is saying what Hashem made is not good enough. I'm changing it and I want something different. Take two animals and you're making a new species. You're saying the, this species that Hashem made is not good enough. I need something new. Kelayim, as Rabbeinu Bachai says, Kelayim comes from the word Kela, Beis HaKela, prison. When a person does Kelayim, he's imprisoning what Hashem made. He's not allowing it to continue. Rather, he wants something different. So we're saying what Hashem made is not good enough. We want something different. And Hashem says, don't make a lion. What I made, I want, I want it to be.
And it's very interesting that Abena Bachaya goes in Parshish Kedoshim goes even further and he says the concept of payas and a beard, Alpi Pshat, is the same concept as Kalai. Because Hashem made a man and Hashem made a woman. And one of the signs of a man being a man is that you have payas growing down and then a beard growing. And a woman does not have the payas and the beard. What is coming down, I guess. What do you mean? If you let it grow, it'll come down. It's no, no, growing over here, growing in this whole side, side, side run. run. No, no, it, this this whole thing growing, like, it pays really. This is the beard. It's a question pace, exactly where the girls are like that. It's a question where the pace exactly finish and the and the beard begin, I guess. It looks like from Ravina Bachai that the pace continue going down, not just the, but actually what grows here is the pace. Which is which is what you think of as part of the beard. Uh -huh. Which is what we think of as the, as, the, as the sideburns. Yeah. So he says that if a man is destroying his payas or his beard, <clears throat> what's he saying? He's trying to take away the separation between a man and a woman. Now Hashem made a man different than a woman. And Hashem made special signs by a man that he's different than a woman. And Hashem wants it to remain. And a person is saying, no, it's not good enough. I want to take away the distinction of, of, a, of a man and a woman. Rabbeinu B'chai says that's the Isra of Kalayim. It's very interesting, especially nowadays. Nowadays, the whole distinction distinction between a man and a woman is becoming like people are trying to play around with the whole difference and mix things up. And the, it's the, it, it really is the whole root of Kalayim. And according to Rabbeinu B'chai, it's the concept of a beard and pace. That if Hashem made it something in a certain way, Hashem says, don't change it. Don't destroy it. Don't imprison it. Let it be. And I want it to be able to express itself and be the way I made it. So if Hashem made an orange, Hashem says, I want the orange to remain orange. And let it continue having oranges and oranges. And the lemon should be a lemon and continue having lemons. And when you're going to mix both, you're saying the orange shouldn't be an orange anymore. The lemon shouldn't be an end lemon anymore. We want something different. Hashem says, that's also. You're saying what I made. What, if I made it, I want it to continue. Hashem made a man, a man, a woman, a woman. And Hashem wants them to be who they are. And destroying something, not even allowed to be that way, is the Isra of Kalayim. That's one Isra of Kalayim. Mm -hmm. However, by garments, is a whole different Isra of Kalayim. Because by garments, we're not destroying the, the concept of what it is. By a garment, you're taking wool, you're taking linen, and you're just putting them together. According to Halacha, there could even be wool here and linen here, and you're just sewing it together. That's also Kalayim. So you're not actually taking away the identity you're just mixing two opposite things together. Like Cain and Hevel, they weren't able to get along together. You're putting Tzemer and Pishtim, which are two opposites. One represents Chesed, one represents Kvura. And putting them together is the concept of Kalayim. So how does it work with eating fruits that were crossbred? Certain Kalayims, you're not allowed to even... Um, you're not allowed to benefit from the outcome. Kalayim's, you are allowed to benefit from that. So when they, when they, um, like I mean, let's see, like, like they were selling in Costco, a uh, grapefruit mixed with the pomelo. Yes, yeah, so once it's Israel. done, you could, you could, you could, you could, you could eat it. If that's not that makes no except difference. Except except about grapes. Grapes Grape, with with, with grapes with the, with grain or with vegetables. Yeah. But that's not usually what they do. No, no, it's no. a vegetable. No, it's a fruit. Two, two fruits, fruits mixed fruits. together two from from so, 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 so like a nectar. The outcome you can have. Nectarine is also there. Plum and a peach. 
So this is a very powerful word, even before the Sikh of the Rebbe. It's already a Rebbein Bechaya and the Ramban. How the Abisha wants everything to be the way the Abisha made it. And Kalayim means you're locking it up. Kalayim. You're locking it up. You're not allowing it to be the way the Abisha made it. And Hashem says, if I made something a certain way, it should remain that way. Don't destroy it. Then there's another type of Kalayim. The other type of Kalayim is you're not destroying anything. It's just a bad, a bad... Um, chemistry two opposites trying to put them in the same together is not going to work out so she said Semer and Pishtim are just a bad chemistry so it comes out that there's two actual two types of Kalayim there's a Kalayim that the Torah says also as Chukoyisai Tishmeru and the Ramban Taich is Chukoyisai based on the Medrash Chukim Shabam Chokakti Shamayim Vares these are the, the, the things I made and I want you to keep it and protect it the way I made it don't change it from the way Hashem made it. That's the normal kolayim. Then begodim, shatnez, is a different thing. You're not actually changing anything. But it's a, it's a bad mixture. There's a general question. We know that Torah was given to make shalom boy. Torah was given to make peace. The Ramam says the whole Torah was given to make peace. Shalom. Eh. That's in general the concept that a person is supposed to go the middle way. The middle way represents Shalom. It's not just the middle way. The middle way actually means a mixture of two. The middle doesn't mean neither. The middle means you have both in the right mixture. So if a person is going the middle way, means he would have Chesed and Gvura together, meaning he's disciplining and, and being kind at the same time. Firmness and kindness at the same time. Chesed and Gvura at the same time, like it says, a person should always have his right hand bringing close and his left hand pushing away. We're supposed to go in the middle way and have a mixture of both together. So we're supposed to be shalom. So what's happening over here that the Abish is saying, you're not allowed to have kalayim. And suddenly the whole Torah is supposed to be shalom. It's a powerful question. Is there supposed to be shalom or is kalayim it also? Are we supposed to mix two things together or are we supposed to keep each thing separately? So what's the answer? The question is, does the Torah, is the Torah pro having two things together or the Torah pro each thing staying separate? On one hand, you could say, well, Kalim is also, it means the Torah wants everything separated. On the other hand, we're, we know the, the most beautiful thing is Tiferes, Midas HaTiferes, which shows on the revelation of Hashem because Tiferes means just Chesed is not good enough, just Gvur is not good enough, but Tiferes, the whole Torah is about beauty. Tiferes, the Derech HaYishara is, is the most beautiful way is when someone does something that's good for him and good for everyone else. Any extreme is not good according to the Torah. That means you're supposed to be the middle way which is a mixture of both. So is the Torah pro-mixtures or the Torah against mixtures? Some places we see the Torah is against it, some places the Torah is pro it. So what's, what's the right thing? So, and the Sikhid Rebbe explains that there's two conditions for a Yid to be able to go and have the mixture. The first condition is that you're not destroying the two things to unite them. But each thing could remain who they are and work together. That's the difference between communism. Communism was about unity, right? Wasn't it about unity? Yeah. But, but how do you make unity? They say, well, if you're going to be you and the someone else is going to be someone else, there's not going to be able to be unity. So you can't be you and the other person can't be someone else. 
So then we'll destroy both of you. There'll be unity. So everyone is just a person who's talented to be a, 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 something very high. And someone else who's talented to be something, uh, the garbage collector, they're both equal because, because of communism. So, so you're destroying the talents Hashem gave them. You're destroying the specialty that Hashem gave each one. And you're saying we'll destroy the differences and now you'll be able to unite. Communism is about making everybody equally poor. Making everyone equal. Equally right. poor, equally equally poor. Right. right. So, Torah is not about making sholem by destroying <laughs> everyone's differences. Now we'll have sholem. That's not what the Torah is about. The Torah says, Kilayim is awesome. Kilayim means you want to destroy the orange and destroy the lemon and make something new and there shouldn't be an orange and a lemon anymore. That's also The orange has to remain the orange and the lemon has to remain the lemon. And for that, there's no heter. You could be in the Beis HaMikdosh, you could be doing the biggest mitzvahs. That's why these types of kilayim, we never find mutter. There's never, uh, we said, even in the Beis HaMikdosh, you can't mix uh, seeds or animals because these things that you're actually destroying the, the individuality, the way Hashem made them, that is, is also everywhere. Because that's totally against the Torah. That doesn't mean peace. You're not bringing peace. You're destroying. That's not the peace that the Torah is, is here for. What is the Torah here for to make peace? Pshat peace means that each one remains who they are, and nevertheless, they work together. Now that's something very difficult, because if two things are actually on the same, they're in the same uh, realm, right? And then they're, they're, they're all out for the same thing. If let's say they're both out to do chesed, they both want to be kind. Okay, so two people that want to be kind get together and they make something, or they both want to make a certain type of uh, maizid, they're both on the same board, they're on, on the same boat. They get together and they help each other. But what happens if they're opposites? One's agenda is chesed, and the other's agenda is, is gvura. They say that one guy's agenda is two opposites. This guy has a plan of, of making a mesid for the poor, and the other guy has a plan for the rich. So they're just going to be contradicting each other the whole time. So then we say, you know what? Each of you open up your own mason because you're going to work together. You're just, it's, it's not going to go. You're going to clash. You're going to fight. It's not going to work together. You're just going to each pull towards yourselves and you're not going to work together. So that's a, that's another extreme. I mean, one extreme is, extreme? Uh, one extreme is let's destroy the differences and then you work together. The other extreme is we'll leave the differences. But if you leave the differences, how are you going to work together? So, mitzad, the world, the way the world runs is, you can't do any of them. You can't, and the Torah tells us, you can't do kalayim. Kalayim, there's two types of kalayim. You can't destroy the differences to unite them. And you can't put wool and linen together, which are two opposites, also they can't be united. So what, what could you do? You could take things that are on the same boat, and that you could work together. But two opposites don't go together, because either you're going to destroy each other, or you're going to be fighting the whole time. Either you lose your individuality, or if you have your individuality, you'll be fighting the whole time. It's just not going to work. So what? So stick with something that's, that's your style. But the Torah tells us that that's all if there's no Kedusha of Pradim. But if there's a mitzvah of tzitzis, or you're in the base Hamigdosh for Big Dei the garments of Big then you're allowed to have shatness. 
What does that mean? Then you could have Tzemer and Pishtim together. The Tzemer remains a Tzemer, the Pishtim remains a Pishtim, and they're working together. So it's a Meir de Kavar. To destroy individuality, there's no Heter. You're never going to find a Heter for that. But that each should remain, that's what's supposed to be, each should remain. But how are they going to work together? So mitzah the world, they can't work together. But if you bring a mitzvah in, you bring kedusha in, then they could work together. That's why in the Beis Amigdosh, you could have semer and pishtim. Semer is the pet. Semer, the pishtim is the wool and linen, and they could work together. Tzitzis b'kalayim is mutter. Tzitzis b'kalayim. For a mitzvah, for the big dikuna in the Beis Amigdosh. The moment we bring, that's the concept of we say, Hashem, you make peace in heaven. We say in heaven, there's chesed in chol. There's Gavriel, that's Kvura. Each one is working with their agenda. So they can't work together. But when the Eibishter is revealed, so now their agenda is, they have the Eibishter, they realize they're all Shluchim of Hashem. They realize what they're really about. So then Gavriel continues being Gvurim, and Michal continues being Chesed. They continue being who they are, but they work together because they realize they're on the same team. Because they have a deeper, a higher purpose. So there's something that combines them. And now they're able to work together. That's Tiferes. That's the beauty. That's what we say. The whole Torah is about making peace. What does it mean the whole Torah is about making peace? Torah is not about destroying. Torah is about, the Chiddush of the Torah is that we're able to take the individualities of two opposites and put them together. That a Yid gets through Torah, through giving himself over to the Eivishter and realizing that we're a Shliach of the Eivishter, then we're able to do that. And the Torah says, but if, if the Kedusha is not there, then, then you can't combine opposites either. Then you just have to stick to to, to, to where you are. So, this is a, a, already an unbelievable concept. With this, the, the Maimorim explain, this Maimorim that asked the question, how did, it says by Benegea to, when the Ebershi gave the Torah, Michal, Malach Michal is going to come and say, I want the Torah. So, the Ebershi is going to say, well, when Avram Avinu, you came as one of the guests, Avram Avinu gave you Basar Bacholov, you ate Basar Bacholov. So, you're not fit to get the Torah. So the question is, well, then why did the Malachim eat it if it's against the Torah? And why did Avraham Avinu give it to them to eat in the first place? So here we're getting into Basa B'cholov already. Basa B'cholov. The Rebbe explains Basa B'cholov is somewhere in the middle. It's already a very, a, a, a very tiff of art. Basa B'cholov is somewhere in the middle. I'll ask you, is Basa B'cholov, it's Kalaim, it's Osir, because you're losing the individuality of what each one is? Or is it because they're just opposites and they can't get, then they can't get together? So the Rebbe says it's somewhere in the middle because putting two seeds together or two animals to breed two animals together, you're actually changing the essence of their being. Their whole potentials is becoming different. Their children are, are going to be a whole different species. You're changing the essence of it. Shatnez, you're not changing anything of it. Basu of the Rebbe says is somewhere in the middle. On one hand, it's not you're cooking it together, so it actually becomes one in a certain sense. The milk and meat actually permeate each other. On the other hand, it's not to the extent that it, it permeates the, uh, the essential being of it. So how come Basar B'cholov is also not while Kilayim with seeds are not? It should be much worse, you know. Yeah. Kilayim with seeds should be much worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good question. Uh, I think because there involves cruelty, milk and meat. Yeah. I think it was either today's or yesterday's Rashi 
I read it somewhere in the Chayyim. Oh yeah. About the cruelty of why Hashem doesn't allow. It's another sicha that I. Yeah. So it's explained in the Meforshim that when a yid does kalayim down here, we're not only everything we do down here also affects the source above. So kalayim down here also affects all the koiches oyeinim, the chayis of Hashem that, that, that makes this, whatever it is, also gets affected by kalayim. So if they're mixing two, two, bringing two animals together, they're also mixing the, the energy of the avishter above that give life to the two animals. <coughs> So the Rebbe says, by Basa Bacholov, true, you are changing the Basa Bacholov, but it's not deep enough that it should affect the spiritual aspect of, of, of the, the energy of Basa Bacholov. Because the energy has to do with the essence of it, not with its, the physical makeup. So, so the Rebbe explains that the, with this, the Rebbe, we were learning Yonagul Mashiach, because Rabbeinu Bachaya brings down that when there's going to be Tchiyas HaMesim, eventually this is the and then later will be Tchiyas HaVesim. And then he brings down a Medrash that Basa Becholov will become Mutter, will be Bottle. There won't be any more the Isser Basa Becholov. So in this Sikha, the Rebbe finishes off the Sikha, what's the explanation to that? Why will Basa Becholov, for the same price, the Malachim ate Basa Becholov? So the simple answer to that is because similar to Shatnis, just like Shatnis is Mutter, in the Beis Hamidah. Shatnis is mutter for tzitzis. So too, when the Ebershu will be revealed, will be total Kedusha, like by the Malachim or, or by Tchiyas HaMesim. So then we'll be able to mix two things together because when the Ebershu is in the picture, two opposites could remain and work together. But the Rebbe says, that's all a good explanation if Basa B'chalav was just like Shatnis. But if Basa B'chalav is deeper than that, you're also in physically in a certain sense, destroying the identity. Because it was Basar, and this was Cholov, and when you mix them and, and cook them together, it becomes a new identity called Basar V'Cholov. There's no longer Basar, there's no longer Cholov. Now, when you cook milk and meat together, the milk and the meat are now called Basar V'Cholov, no longer Basar and Cholov. They become a new identity. So in a certain sense, they're losing their identity. If they're losing their identity, it shouldn't even be muttered even on the high, high loftiest levels. <coughs> so the Arab explains that because when Mashiach will come, the identity of everything is no longer going to be the physical identity. It's going to be spiritual. the spiritual identity, the, the power of Hashem that gives it life. Like the Al-Tarebbe says, I don't see the beam, I see the power of Hashem. And being the boss of Bacholov only, in a certain sense, destroys the physical identity. It doesn't destroy... This, the, the godly identity and therefore Mashiach will, or by the Malachim that all they see is the godly identity over there they're not destroying and therefore over there it will be Mutter so comes that is that the reason why when in order for Kalayim to be Mutter you need, this is the point that I was saying in order for Kalayim to be Mutter you need two conditions the first condition is that you can't be destroying if you're destroying a, a something the Abishter made, you're saying a man is not a man, or an orange is not an orange anymore. I want to destroy it. I want it to become a grapefruit. If you want to destroy, that has nothing to do with it. It's against the, the Torah. Hashem says, you're going against my will. You're destroying what I made. That's the first condition. And that, 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 there's no hetter for that. So the second thing is, okay, each thing will remain who they are. Now let them work together. 
For that, you need Hashem in the picture. You need Kedusha. Otherwise, why should two opposites work together? If this wants to do Chesed, this wants to do Gura, what's going what's gonna to be the bridge to put them together? But if they're out to do what Hashem wants, so that combines them, that the Chesed and the Gura could work together. Like if a person is just a, wants to be nice, he'll just be nice. If he wants to be strict, he'll just be strict. What's going to give him the power to be Chesed and Gura is because he has a certain goal where he wants to get to. And that goal will, he wants to do what the Abishur wants, that will give him the strength to put the Chesed and the Gura together. So the Rebbe says, this that Basu B'chalav will be Mutter when Mashiach comes. So that, that makes a lot of sense because when Mashiach, actually, it's similar to the Malachim eating Basu B'chalav because being that Hashem is revealed, you can combine two opposites. But the Rebbe asks on that, that's still not enough. Because by Basu B'chalav, you're not just combining two opposites, but in a certain sense, you're destroying the previous identity. Because there's no longer Basu, there's no longer Chalav, it became a new identity of Basu B'chalav. And for that, there's no heter whatsoever. If you're destroying an identity, there's no heter of Pitaira. So how could it be that there'll be a time that Basu B'chalav will be muttered? So for that, the Rebbe explains that being the Basu B'chalav is only destroying the external identity, not the internal identity because you're only cooking two things together this internal identity is not being destroyed you're only doing what? you're only cooking two things together but in essence each thing still remains who they are and on a a very deep level they're ready like they're ready finished (laughs) products because they're ready finished products so you're only affecting them on an external level on a very deep level you're not affecting them Uh, what do you mean? It's a very, very deep concept. <laughs> but by Tchiyas Amesim, we're going to see everything on a very deep level. And there, we're not destroying. And therefore, it's going to be mutter. But uh, to the uh, minim, you are destroying? But to minim, yeah, it, it permeates all the way. Because they, their children, their offsprings, are, are totally different. That means you permeated it to the essence. It says in Chassidus that <laughs> someone blind can have a child that's not blind. Mm-hmm. Because the power of birth comes from a deeper level where over there the nisham is complete and this person has a blemish why he's blind is is something that happened more externally but very deep inside he has the potential of seeing mm-hmm. just he has an external blemish and the power of birth comes from his essence is that to say that genetic disease, genetic diseases come from the essence no the opposite maybe. <laughs> genetic diseases that he does pass it down he passes it down so people experience yeah. yeah. so experience phantom pain, I think. But they actually feel pain in their leg, even after they've been amputated, they get lost. But according to Torah, there's no place to destroy something. Everything has to be who it is. Now, how could two opposites work together if each thing is the way who they are? You're right. So if you don't, if you're without, you know, if you're not part of kedusha, then you can't. So you got to stick to to the separation. And in order, there should be this uh, unity. That's what Torah is all about. Torah brings in the unity. 
But the pshat of Torah bringing unity is, unity doesn't mean destroying. Unity means to unite two opposites that they should work together. That's what Torah is all about. And that's the answer. Torah is about unity, not about destroying. Say, let's make peace. That's the famous thing in Eretz Yisrael. We'll make peace. What does it mean you're making peace? You're making peace. What, what type of peace is there? It's, it's, it's destruction. It's not peace. So either you want to... There's, uh, there's more two opposites that cannot... Uh, Diversity only works if you have the Torah. Cannot unite. There's no unity. Without the Eivish, there's no unity. They have, they have one agenda. They have a whole different agenda. It can't be unity. <laughs>